You're listening to New Dog Music. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma Zine audio situation cast uh, podcast. It's yeah, okay, fine. Slash talky, talky time. <laughs> That's Brought what you should call it, talky time. Talky, talky, talky time. Brought to you by Jepson's Malort. Uh, <laughs> it's Malort. Yeah, we are back at the illustrious, the wonderful, the very hospitable Midtown Pub, who had. Popcorn and waters laid out for us. In when the we back room, in. even too. Yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, it's nice and toasty back here too. Like they got the heat on for us. I mean, this yeah. is nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't. But do we deserve this kind of treatment? Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, but don't tell anybody. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, on the uh, one hand, you do give them a lot of money. So they that do is true. Maybe VIP status at this point. Grant and I come here on our off days, and they stick us in the most weird little tables because they're, they're. It's probably just like a fun novel thing for them at this point. And it's also one of those things too, where it's like we walk in and they just automatically ask us, "You record tonight?" Yeah. Like, I mean, this is our local. Yeah. For lack of a better. I live literally, like down the street. That's what I was going to ask you yeah. guys. What brought you? Brought yeah. You out here. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, Liam told me one time that this place doesn't call a cop, so, you know, <laughs> cool. All right, it's not the dark kind of joint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Andrew. I'm here with Grant. How you doing? Kyle's here. Hi, I return. Steve is here. <laughs> yes, I am. Now, wait a minute. Somebody turned his mic off. There, I think you're good now, buddy. Yeah, push that all the way in. It's all the way in. Your <laughs> equipment. Maybe it's Maybe grab the other mic. <laughs> oh, well, we'll give we'll give. Nice yeah. Troubleshooting. Yeah. Yes. We got audio issues. It's fine. Try oh, that mic. Fix it in post. Oh. Mm-hmm. Post that. That's, that's high level stuff. Now. All right. Let's. Is it the cable? I think it might be the cord. Check check. Check, 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 check. If you need another cord, I got another cord here. Yeah, grab that cord. We're a very professional operation here, if you haven't noticed already. We'll try that mic again. It's always the orange cable, isn't it? Well, Mitch Mitch is here as well tonight. Yep, last time I'm here before I leave for my trip. Is that why you're wearing the Ford Madison jersey today? No, I'm wearing the Ford Madison jersey because... Ah, that's why. We'll get, to, we'll get to it. We can't say why. We'll get yeah, to it, though. We'll get to it. And we're here with the coach, the gaffer, the the boss, the man in charge himself, Matt Glazer. How are you, Matt? Hey, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Good hey. to be here. Yeah, the check is in the mail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what check, but, you know. It's all right. Um, <clears throat> right there. <laughs> Obviously, the, the big the news hatch. right away. You have that cable? The big news right away is Eric Leonard, obviously, uh, it was announced today as departing the club for the Chicago Fire. Um, this is not necessarily big news for Grant and I, who uh, <laughs> were sworn to secrecy yeah. a number of weeks ago. But, um, no, you know, I, I, I said it I said it on, on Twitter today. I I don't want to eulogize the guy because he's, he's become a very good friend of ours. Check, check. Steve, are you in? It, it, he was. It was successful. Check, check, check. Hang on. I'll try this. Try a different port. 
Yeah. Check, check, check. Oh, was that it? Let's wait till we turn down. <sighs> we'll get there. Steve's the problem child. You see this, right? Jesus. Yeah. Check, check, check. I have nothing to say today. <laughs> <laughs> the one time he actually decides I'm going to talk. Yeah, he's like, we can't get him on. Hang on a second. Uh, damn it. Uh, anyway, Grant, let's talk a little bit about yeah. Eric. I mean, like you said, we, we heard from him weeks ago that this was in the works. And this was something that he was working towards. Um, I think, you know... Matt, you, you may, you may. We were kind of in amazement that that actually kind of went through. We were kind of under the impression that they were going to take him down there, and from everything he was saying, is that it was going well, but they were kind of giving him the, the runaround and whatever. And, and then when we got found out that they actually wanted to sign him, we were like, okay, well, wow, this is a, a development. Were you as were you surprised by it, or was it just something where it was kind of like? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is I was I was surprised. Um, not because Eric doesn't have the quality to right. com- compete for a club like that, but more so just for the the timeline and and um, for at the age that he's at with his experience level. Um, but but once you kind of once I kind of had more details and, and found out more about the situation and w- the why of it, 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 it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, look, ultimately, it's something that that I think Eric has, has been a dream for Eric, you know, to go back to his hometown. And, and um, look, the big thing for me, I'll just I'll just dive in and just say, look, I mean, <laughs> Eric's been awesome. Like he's been great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he yeah. he made my transition here very easy. Awesome guy to work with. Super humble. Super great person. Good player. Steady Eddie. Uh, we're gonna miss him big time. But at the end of the day, I tell all the all the guys that play for me that, you know, we're not going to stand in your way, you know, and that's something that I believe in. Um, I've said that to the guys since day one, you know, if if, if there's something that you want to explore, um, you know, and especially a situation like this for Eric, it's something that I just wasn't going to, we weren't going to stand in the way of that. So right. so that's kind of that's kind of the you know, sorry, we're diving right into something pretty pretty intense here, but. Um, Eric will be missed, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I, I can't speak for you guys, but obviously, having been here for the time that yeah. he's been here, we're we're gonna miss the guy and, and uh, on and off the field, and and uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It but is. So, but I think for us, that's what you know. It, it's more than just you're losing a guy that you know is a player on the field that you need on the field that pr- is producing a lot of on the field for you. It's losing a guy that does a lot in the community as well but then is it also a guy that through the course of all this stuff and everything and things that we've done has become a good friend of ours as well and you want your friends to always achieve their dreams and achieve their goals too but at the same you know on that same token is that you're you're still kind of left in that place where you are while they're continuing to move on and you know when you know that they're they're meant to like fly and go forward and do all that stuff you're kind of still in that space yeah and so there's, there's that bittersweet feeling yeah but we're, overall we're i think we're all over the moon for him because like you said this was his dream to go and play for the hometown club and even, and even just have a chance yeah to do it yeah. yeah and the fact that he's getting this opportunity is is incredible for him and and uh look again i think you know, I'm happy that we were able to sort of help facilitate it and, and help him get to where he wanted. Uh, while he'll he'll sorely be missed yeah. here. Yeah, yeah and uh, I I think though, like 
you know, obviously we wish him well. Um, yeah. There are a lot of people right away uh, on social media, especially Fire fans, like to be sort of typical Fire fans saying like, well, oh, this isn't that big a deal. Like he's he's a you know a second team guy at best, and he's there for depth, et cetera, et cetera. Like Grant, you and I saw the Fire play last year. He's better than like <laughs> half, <laughs> half of their defensive players. I think Jake Payne would probably agree with you on that. Yeah. So, yeah. I it, mean, they're not they're not a you know they are not the you know. The, the strongest back line and I think if there was anything that was a problem for them this year more than anything it was their back line so yeah um, but a lot like of it was death yeah um, and they had they had some injuries for sure um, I did I actually talked to a couple people about this in the uh, fire discord server um, and I was certainly jazzing people up about him so I'll, I'll talk up my boy yeah I was going to say, I told Jake, I was like, you're going to be a great guy. He's like, well, I knew that already, so I'm just excited to see like what right. he can do for... I mean, even if he is only on the fire, too, that's still a jump for him. That's still something that gives him that opportunity that he wouldn't have had before. So, yeah, I mean, we're happy for him. And, and it doesn't matter where he I is. Think, he's going to be a great I presence think, in the locker room and, and on the field. And I think that's a big thing I told Jake. I was like, you're going to get a good guy. Like, you're going to get a guy yep. that's going to be there. You're going to get a guy that's going to be willing to help you out with anything. So... And I, Make and sure I to think hit him in, up. Yeah, I think in general, like that, that club has been missing some guys like that who are ready and willing to get involved on the community side of things, and and he's definitely that guy. I think too. One of the things I said was, um, when he started here, we we were like, what kind of minutes is he going to get? Is he going to get second team minutes? Is he going to be? You know, and he proved all of us wrong with how how much of a Iron Man he's been for this club. Yeah. My money's on Eric here, so if yeah, you, you know, so if you want to doubt him, that's fine. But my money is on Eric, so my money's on the Bulldog, as I said. He's so. been doubted his entire career. Yeah, so my money's on the Bulldog. So, but. I'm good with that. Um, anyway. Eric, we love you. We'll see you next week. He'll yeah. be back here with us at, yeah, at Midtown. Um, we're, we're planning a little bit of a special sort of send-off oh, yeah. show for It'll him. Be fun. It'll be fun. Um, we'll, we'll have some, some special guests either through audio recordings or here live. Uh, I've already told Eric that he's going to get grilled. Maybe a little roast. <laughs> maybe a little Christmas roast. Maybe. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be great. Uh Anyway, we want to plug real quick the World Cup panel uh, on Sunday at the Four Club after the match. It's at 11.30 to 1 p.m. And, you know, with the, with the USA hosting the World Cup in 2026, um, we'd like to use this year's World Cup to spotlight some orgs that are working hard to address inequality, human rights, along with the challenge of maintaining sporting integrity in the modern world. So at this event, panelists would be James Van Abel from Outreach Madison. He's been a longtime volunteer with the Outreach Community Center as part of their Madison Transgender Association leadership team. Uh, also a forward fan, that doesn't hurt. Um, and from the UW Human Rights Program, Sarah McKinnon will also be speaking about migrant workers in Qatar uh, and could also touch on LGBTQI issues. So make sure you're out for that after the World Cup final on Sunday at the Forward Club. We'll hopefully see you there. Uh, Matt, let's get into it. Any luck recruiting new talent through your uh, Instagram account? 
So I, I'll tell you the story, and I told it to some of the front office folks. So we're at the combine. We obviously had our combine last week, our, our player combine, where some guys came in. And then I'm having an exit uh, sort of interview chat with one of the guys, one of the players at the combine. And he goes, Coach, I just wanted to say, you know, you know, it was a, sort of the end of the conversation. He was like, Coach, I just wanted to say thank you for following me on Instagram. <laughs> and I said, uh, huh? <laughs> you know, I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you followed me on Instagram this morning. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't have Instagram. And he was like, yeah, you do. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and so he pulls his phone out like mid conversation, and he show, and sure enough, Matt, you know, underscore Glayton. And so, yeah, this whole thing started, and then, uh, you know, we, we reported it, and so on and so forth. But uh, it's just been this funny thing because uh, you know, who, who knows what this person so it was is? Someone's a ghost site. Yeah, of who knows, man? Posing yeah. as Matt Glazer. Yeah, okay. someone's someone's okay. going around, you know, okay. trying to get people to sign up for camps or whatever. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> so so no, no luck in that. Regard. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it, it's, not as it's, yet. It's the it's the new grassroots uh, grassroots thing from uh, Keith T. Meyer himself. Yeah, it's for the kids. Try, trying to trying uh, to. Uh, it's all about the kids. Drum up some camp money. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about yeah. the kids. Exactly. I was gonna say you. This is a sign that you've made it though. That you have a parody spam account in your man. name. And I think yeah. that that's a pretty big deal. I guess so, man. <laughs> Uh, well, that's that's a shame. Why don't you uh, <laughs> move it on? <laughs> um, you you mentioned you had a player combine last week. How did that go? Yeah, it went all right. Uh, so we invited some guys in. It's probably about forty players there in total. Um, split them up. Uh, played some games. Did a little training session. Uh, played some more games and just evaluated some. You know, some local. There were some guys from Chicago. Some guys flew in from California. Um, all over the all over the country and, and just kind of guys that are look for, for these things it's something where you're looking at you know you're looking at guys maybe to invite into preseason usually mm-hmm. um, maybe there's one or two guys there with some professional experience but it's usually the guys that are you know looking to, to get a crack get a shot fill out the, the sort of bottom end of your roster and, and um, yeah there was definitely some interesting guys a couple of two or three interesting players there that we're going to keep tabs on and, and you know potentially invite into preseason with us but um, but yeah no it was a good event the level was decent uh ran well you know uh, the rockford facility is nice so you know it all went pretty smoothly and and uh, hopefully uh you know we find a diamond in there maybe uh, come preseason speaking on that when you say like for these guys that come in how do you go about and like find the guys yeah. to invite in i mean how are you kind of like going through most of the season and trying to find people that would come in and do that or are you looking is it postseason where you start like finding people and just starting calling and asking invites and like where are these guys coming from? Are they coming yeah. from like college ranks or coming yeah, from other pro teams? It's, or? it's a mix, obviously. So on our staff, we have we have guys that are pretty well connected in all in all right. levels. So right. like right. you know, I have a network of agents. JP has a network of agents. Neil, right. Neil does. Uh, obviously, Keith's really really in line with the college game, having spent a, a big t- a big part of time in the college game. So you know, we got some made some calls into the Chicago schools, the local universities, seeing who, who was out there what seniors are available who's who, who we think maybe is not going to get drafted in, in MLS and so on and so forth and start to build a database and, and then kind of cast a wide net and and uh, see who, see who might be a good fit nice so. nice um, speaking of that like what 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 sort of positions are you actively trying to recruit is it any and everything I mean obviously like 
goalkeeper, a starting keeper has got to be a very high up there. Yep, goalkeeper is a big one. Um, obviously, with the signings, you know that we announced plus plus one other, and we have, we have two contract offers out to two other players as well that we feel like we're we're pretty close with. So, I mean, our, our roster is probably ten or eleven, you know, tentatively at the moment. Um, spine is what we've went for. Hopefully, you know that's that's clear and, and sort of the the first signings that we've made. Spine of the team, uh, defenders, midfield, uh, striker, obviously big uh, an outside back. We signed uh, goalkeeper is the next big one, and then we need some help up front, obviously. So we've got Nazim coming back, who who had a good year. Uh, yep. You know we expect him to push. Yep. We want to get some help for for Zemo and Cheney get some more goals, get some more assists, and then and then find a goalkeeper. A big part of what we, the strategy has been getting better in the boxes. You know, that's been from day one after the season ended and, and we started looking at, uh, into 2023. We knew we had to we had to score more goals, find a way to score more goals, be, be more dangerous in the final third and be better and be better in our in our own box. So that's what we've, we've uh, kind of sought to address. And um, the market's always different every year, you know, this yeah. time of year. Yeah. There's usually a quick push right after the the sort of um, you know, the option deadline day was, was the last week. Um, there's usually a, a quick sort of surge r- right around that time. We kind of uh, got out in front of some stuff early um, and, and really jumped into the league and tried to get some guys who we felt like were top 10 positionally in, in our league to, to sort of take some of the, the risk and guesswork uh, yeah. away from it. Uh, that was a strategy that we've used. And now, obviously, from now until Christmas, it's, it's usually, you know, you're kind of looking at the guys that are in between our league and the, and the championship. You're kind of looking at international players, um, and you're kind of seeing who's out there. It's still a moment where there's still players that will potentially become available in January. So just trying not to trying to find that fine line and, and not uh, you know jump the gun and, and sign our whole team before Christmas, but but also get find the right balance and make sure. We're a little bit better prepared this year heading into preseason than we were last year. Last year was late. The market was late. Obviously, with me coming aboard a little bit later, that, that also had an effect on things. So I think getting out in front of it has certainly helped, and hopefully that, that helps just with continuity and um, being able to to have a better understanding of our culture, you know, straight away. So that's that's kind of been the way we've approached it. and. And uh, you know, plenty, plenty more work to do, but we feel we feel pretty good about where we're at uh, today. Yeah, and I was gonna say one of the things I was wondering with that player combine, are you looking for players that might fit what you're envisioning tactically, or are you just looking for players that have the talent in your eyes? Yeah. Is there one that you kind of lean more towards? Oh, uh, it's a good question. Other? I can tell you, like honestly, we and I've said this a couple of times, but like last year, I had this very clear, like here's how we're gonna play. Here's the profiles that I, I have. This whole thing, this whole. 40-page PowerPoint about how we're going to play, what the profile is down to a T for each player, and I, we really stuck with that, you know. And this year we're approaching it differently. We're just going, we're going after the best players. Look, we looked at KP, key performance indica- indicators from our league, and saw, you know, okay, what does a Terzaghi look like? What, what did Richmond do well? What did South Georgia do well? And we, ch- we kind of tried to find some of those KPIs that we feel like are, are going to be successful in our league, no matter what system we play. And that's the way we've approached it. We're going after the best players that we can find, and then we'll build a, we'll build a, a system around it. You know? I, I don't think we're going to reinvent the wheel and, and uh, you know, uh, change everything totally. 
but there's going to be some changes. There's, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's a necessity, and there's going to be changes, and, and there's going to be pragmatism, and and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to put a, a playoff team on the field. Kyle, are you roundabout asking if we're still playing a three-four-three this year? I was just wondering if we we're gonna have a change. That was gonna be one of my later questions after we talk about the signing day, but always with the sneakiness. I would have gotten there eventually, but yeah, <laughs> yeah no, um, we haven't decided to, to, to be honest with you. I mean, I think I always look for me the way the way that we work is is principle based, and so that should be that should have versatility and flexibility between different formations is what it should be. Last year, we didn't feel like we had the personnel to do that, and so. The idea this year is that we'll be able to create that. Um, so if we want to make a change based on an opponent, based on things aren't going well, whether we play a three-four-three, four-two-three-one, right. however we play, right. you know, we want it to suit our players to bring out their best qualities and characteristics, and then hopefully we have the versatility that if it's not working or we, we see a, a tweak, we can make that adjustment without. Um, hitting the panic button or without feeling like we have the personnel in place to like last year we didn't have a left back so it would have been right. really difficult for us to switch to a back four yeah just, just just the reality of the situation and so um you know that that was and again i think that was know, that was going to be my next question for you was is that kind of is that more of your more of your more of your pedagogy which is i'm going to just adjust the system based on the players i have Rather than this is the system I want to play yeah, yeah. and like this is what we're gonna do. That's the that's the main thing that I would say. That's one of the big things that I learned last year, um, and it's different between leagues. You know, having, yeah, having worked in different absolutely. leagues yeah. and different levels, the, the approach is different. When you go and do your your coaching certificates and coaching courses, they want you to have a, a style of play. They want you to have a formation that your preferred formation, and um, you know this is part of the you know the methodology and. and you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, I think pragmatism is key. I think, um, I think, you know, the big learning tool is can we can we get more versatile? Can we be more flexible? Um, and then can we, which we can, because we have the staff to do it. We have the know-how. It's just, I think it's it's down to getting the right guys in the door. Yeah. And uh, yep. and guys that aren't afraid to, to yeah. make little adjustments and, well. and stuff like that. You mentioned um, in a in an interview earlier, like I think last month, that you're looking for guys with skin in the game. What what does that mean to you? Yeah, grit. I mean, when you start to talk about the non-negotiables and you start to talk about core values, you know, we kind of felt like in sort of assessing the the season this past season, you know, a lot of the our core values kind of just ended up becoming uh, words on a PowerPoint, you know, yeah. um, in a presentation. It wasn't really something that we wore. It wasn't really something that we lived, um, and, and some that's not everybody, right. you know, that's not everybody. But on a whole, we, we have to, that can't just be like our mantra or our, our core values can't just be, um, they can't just be buzzwords, you know, it has right. to be, it has to be who we are, it has to be um, our, in our nature, it has to be in the way we practice and the way we perform in the games because it shows when, when, uh, when, when we don't have that and, and uh, that's a big, a big thing for us so we've kind of taken some interesting steps to, to kind of do some more like um, psychological kind of analysis, uh, personality testing kind of things and um, look for better or worse we're just trying to get some more data points down sure. to 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 have the information you know and, and of course we're not going to sign a guy because you know maybe his uh, you know we, we're doing this thing called a um, 
it's, it's essentially like a like a growth mindset test sure um, like a survey and, and you get a score and, and it's based on the answers that you that you give right. to this yeah and, it, and it's not like okay if a guy scores low we're not going to sign him but it's more like okay can we can we start the trend towards having guys you know a majority of the team with gu- are guys who have a growth mindset or guys who right. who who want to get better who want to you know what i mean who who want to be coached who want to improve yeah. and right because if it comes down to like that two to two players who are very similar you're rating them similarly like, yeah Something like that may come yeah, in. That, might, that, that might, might be tip the, the that tip might be the determining the, factor. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, might tip the tip it a little bit in one direction. So that's the idea. You know, trying to just yeah. be a little bit more data driven yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, like I said, just using using numbers, using analytics to to help us a little bit. But but um, at the end of the day, we you know, there's there's so many things that go into it. And uh, but yeah, just trying to get trying to put a better product on the field. Sweet. Um, <coughs> Let's talk about signing day. You mentioned Christian Cheney earlier. Um, maybe let's talk about him and, and, and Jacob and Timmy and, you know. Christian is the guy that I think a lot of fans were like, oh, shit. Like, they're not. They're we're not, not fucking around. Yeah, we're not <laughs> fucking around this year. Um, he was somebody who did some damage against us last season. Um, he's a guy who, which. I, he's definitely not listening, but hey, Christian, if you're listening, message Grant back. We want to talk with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that I sent a message on Saturday. That guy left high school early to play ball down in, in Mexico. Yep. Uh, played his second, I think his second full professional year in Armenia. Um, has an interesting story. Uh, grew up in Fresno. So... It must have taken something to lure him away from there. Cheese curds. Um, yeah, cheese curds. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's smiling and nodding like, yeah, yeah that yeah, was it. Yeah, it was a cheese curd. A house <laughs> full of money and some cheese curds. Uh, a dump truck full of money. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was it about Christian Cheney specifically that excited you? I mean, I, I think a lot of fans of the game will just say, like, he's kind of a mean bastard up top and, and has an eye for goal constantly. He's a guy who was a converted cent- center half. Um, so he's got an edge. So he's played all over yeah. the pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, Christian's an interesting guy. So he's a guy that I followed even from my time uh, when he was with the first sort of iteration of the Fresno team in, in the championship uh, a few years ago, and he was a handful then. Uh, I remember scouting, you know, as an assistant coach, trying to figure out like okay what are we going to do with this guy yeah <laughs> what are we going to do with this like 63 you know powerful guy who's good in the air who's good in the box he, he moves well yeah um he's good in front of the goal he, he can score in headers he can score in transition um he's just uh he's a handful you know and, and his profile is one quite honestly that's pretty rare um in our league so look we're excited to we're excited to bring christian in i'm still getting to know him uh we've had a bunch of conversations you know we're going to get to know each other more once he gets into camp and and gets settled and acclimated and and we start working together a little bit more on a day-to-day basis but but christian's uh you know he's a he's a big personality you know he's a he's first thing he said to me when, when we spoke on the phone was uh you know, we were talking about, uh, 
the time when he was when he had been at the first iteration of Fresno in, in the championship, and he was like, "Yeah, I think I scored two against you guys that game." And it was like <laughs> the first thing he said, and so like I knew like he's a guy who has like confidence, and he's a guy who's not afraid to to have it's a like personality. Co- it's like and, some Kobe Bryant uh, shit there. Yeah, but it's, you know he just has that kind of it's it's what you want in a striker. Mamba you know? mentality. Yeah, man. Well, you want your striker to to have that unwavering confidence, you know, because right. he's got to be a little bit. He's got to have that little bit of an edge, that little bit of a personality, because he's, you know, he's a guy that we're going to rely on to, to produce for us, and he, he understands that. He's really excited to be here. I think um, I think what got him here was the the environment that we have. I think that was a big part of it. He loved the he loved the the fan environment. Um, he loved, you know, I think he, he, he had, a, I think he really liked the, the city. Even he just mentioned to me, like, you know, I think when they came out and played here in the spring, even though it was like a rainy day, they, he went out to like a, you know, the, mar- the uh, I don't know if it was over by the Capitol, the farmer's market or whatever mm-hmm. they do, but he, he just mentioned like he thought he, he really liked the town. He, you know, I think he liked the coaching staff when we spoke to him. He, you know, he's a guy who, 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 um, who, who wants to have a dialogue, who wants to have a voice, who, you know, I think you know. I think our styles will hopefully align, and, and hopefully, I can we, you know we can find a way to get the best out of him. Sure. You know, and that's 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 what that's where he's at in his career. He's 28. He's hungry. He wants to score goals. He wants to to, to yeah. continue to, to move up the the leagues. Uh, you know, at some point and down the road. But, but we feel like he's a guy who can score. You know, 10, 15. You know, plus goals in the Man, league. And so that's that's why we brought him in. And yeah, um, that's the that's you know the hope. If he scored 10 goals. He'd be the leading. He he would tie for leading scorer all time for this club. Yeah. <laughs> Don Smart had ten over two yeah. seasons. Nine of them in the first season. That's why we love you, Mitch. You got the stats that matter. Stats right. made it. Uh, yeah, I guess let's talk about some of the other guys that they were announced on signing. I thought day. Timmy Mail was a good signing. Like I, that was a signing that that was the signing that made me go like yeah that was the one for me too I was like wait a second like whoa and I think one of the things I want to ask you too is just like looking at the guys that we signed you had mentioned in your town hall following the season that one of the the goals for the team was to get bigger these were all some some, some fucking units that we signed yeah. um, was was that was that part of was that, yeah, was, that, was, that was that happenstance or was that part no, of like no, was that with so I, we have like yeah. on our sort of recruitment board uh, we have like several but on one of them it says goals assist size pace and that's and that's like it's as as maybe elementary as that sounds or, or sort of watered down like that's really that's really the way we've I mean, we've we're started th- uh, we're third division we should be yeah. going by the basics right yeah yeah, I mean that's that's the the idea, right? I mean, especially if you look back at if you yeah. look at the season, if you look at the teams that have success, if you look at where we struggled, certainly on se- aerially, aerial duel wise, we, we weren't high up in the league. Sure. Um, that, that manifests itself in set pieces where we struggled. This is something that is a big a big uh, a big point of emphasis that we're gonna we're gonna uh, improve on, tend to improve on, and hope to improve on. And pers- that starts with size, and that starts yep. with with the, the right profiles and. Um, I think we at least we're heading in that direction so far. I mean, for all for all of Eric Leonard's great great qualities, height is not one of them. Yeah, or Eric's actually or really good. Or at his jumping ability is, though makes is. up for it. Yeah. He actually yeah. he reminds me a bit of Alexis Sanchez that way of yeah. like time. No matter where that ball's at, he's he's finding it somehow. Whether he's like running up the back of a center half or whatever it takes to get there. I brought him up before. Bubakar Kamara. 
Yeah. From like Marseille. Yep. Who yeah. started who started as a center back was like uh, five yep. nine. Now he got, he's now a midfielder, but Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of the fire fans today was like, Oh, we're signing a f- uh, a five foot six center half. Like, what's this about? With I'm bad hair. I was like, I guarantee you, he's better than the other five foot three guys. Look, they had Francisco Calvo. They have to. They should be happy. Okay, they got an upgrade on Calvo. And they still got uh, Jared and Shakiri. He's he's still taller uh, than Shakiri. He's still taller than Shakiri. That is true. He does Uh, not have legs like Shakiri. Well, no one does. Well, the Alpine Messi. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say, the signing to me that stood out, and part of it is because I got to rub it in Elliot's face, was Stephen Payne. Yeah. Getting him from Richmond, and I think one of the qualities is his athleticism, his ability to go up and down. And I kind of think of Carter Manley back in 2019 yes. as a fullback that can make the yeah. overlapping run and really yeah. cause defenses problems. Yeah. But what was it about Stephen Payne that really stood out to you, um, besides you know his ability yeah. to no. be either be a fullback or a wingback? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Like you, like you said, his versatility, his engine to get up and down. He's a very good defender as well. Uh, he's a good one-on-one defender. He, he's, you know, he gets up, he gets up the right side, puts decent services in the box. Um, just a good blue collar, like just can play for ninety minutes, uh, right back, right wing back. He's got that little bit of a uh, little bit of tenacity, that little bit of. Uh, you know he's got a little bit of a like a little bit of nastiness to him, which, yeah. which I like. Um, I saw him first. He, ca- he actually came on trial with us in Sacramento uh, in 2021, and I really liked him. And for some reason, I had him on the board last season, and for whatever reason, we slipped through the cracks. So um, he obviously had a good year with with the team that uh, that won the regular season. So we're, you know we feel like he's a great addition. Just steady. Played played a bunch of games. Fit. Like knows how to play, like nothing like overly flashy. Yeah. But just does it does a job, does it does a man's job and, and uh yeah, excited to excited excited to add him. Jacob Kroll is another uh mainstay in uh <coughs> League One in, in general. League, yeah, League One in general. What what do you think he's gonna add to the team? Like it seems like we've got dedicated sort of left back and right backs at this point. Um or guys that can play like fullback, essentially. Um, he seems like he'd be somebody that can pair well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he look. He can. He's another versatile guy. So he's played. He's played center back. And he's played outside back. He's obviously played left back for Tucson last year and was, I think, top five. Uh, top five. One of the top five outside backs in the league uh, statistically, based on the stuff that, that we use. So. Um, has done it. Just a professional guy, really humble, really down to earth, um, good in the air, good size, um, fit. Sees a pass, good range of passing. Left foot, obviously left footed, um, and just a guy who, who's been in the league. You know, has won stuff. He's been been with good clubs, Omaha. You know, um, so he's a guy who, yeah, he just knows the league, knows sure. the league, knows what it takes to, to do a job. And, and uh, when I was impressed with him when I spoke with him, just the way he spoke about, you know, he's a team first kind of guy, and uh, really impressed with with his personality and, and character, and, and excited to, yeah, I think he's going to be going to be an important piece for us. Sweet. What about the guys ret- returning? Um, Mitch, Derek. I mean, we talked a little bit about Nazim. Um, where do you see? I mean, Mitch. It's a little bit more uh, of, of a linear, straight answer probably with him because he's the center half. Um, 
What kind of job are you expecting him to do for for the team this year? Are you expecting him to be a some sort of captain role again this season? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's more for for me. It's less about the the captaincy at this point. I think he's certainly a candidate. I think. Although what I would say is, and Mitch and I had a really honest discussion at the end of the season, I think we saw about 60 to 70% of what Mitch's top end is this year. And I, there's a lot of factors, and I won't go into all the details, but we we sort of had a, an agreement, we sort of had an understanding, and I sort of posed it to him, like, Mitch, do you want to come back here and, and help us win something? And um, he, was, he was all in. He was all in straight away. Um, and I think he's got a point to prove. You know, he's coming back with a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. He's a guy who's had success um, at, uh, in the championship, and um, I think he's, you know, I think he, he knows that he's better than what he showed, and I sure. think uh, we're going to rely on him, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I already know in the conversations that I'm having with him that we're going to be getting a, a different Mitch. Um, not that he was poor by any means, but I just think he I just think he has another gear. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember the first game of the season at Chattanooga, and Mitch was the best player on the field. Like yeah. he was the best player on the field. And and I'm not saying that he wasn't in other matches, but I think uh, I think we're, we're we're hoping to get that that version of him, his best version. I think he I think he's aware of that, and I think he's t- taken some steps to, to get himself back and in, into the form that, that that he should be in. Which is kind of scary for everyone else because he was still pretty damn good last year all things considered even if he was only at 60 or 70 percent yeah but he he, i mean he'll be the first to tell you you know if you if you strike up a conversation with him he'll be like i'm better he's told us yeah he's told us yeah like and and just that the fact that that he's hungry and the fact that he's you know like um he's a guy who you know he isn't he hasn't come here to retire he's come here to win he's come here to he has a chip on his shoulder, and, and the, I like players like that. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for, for, for what's to come for him. I think we haven't seen. Andrew I and I haven't seen too. his best. <coughs> yeah, yeah. We definitely like dudes with chips on their shoulder. Yeah. I why, mean, why is that, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just – he comes across to me as somebody who – we look. We've talked about this. He grew up in West West Sydney. Yep. Like, yep. he he's from a pretty working class family, working class neighborhood. Like, he, and he grew up loving this game in a rugby family. When we started being friends, like when all this started, yeah, you used the term grimy. Grimy. Yeah, he's a grimy guy. He's a grimy guy. Is that part of the reason why we were friends? Is because yeah. no matter what our backgrounds were, where we were from. Deep down, we're all pretty grimy dudes. Like, guaranteed when he went back home to oh, yeah. Australia this last year, oh, like, yeah. the thing he looked to forward to the most is drinking Australian beer and yep. going to the chip shop. Yeah. No guaranteed. Doubt. Yeah. And probably getting, you know, getting pissed with his with his pals. Yeah, and I guaranteed his wife is like, let's go see the opera house. Let's <laughs> they went and got this. fucking tattoos. I mean, yeah. like, come on. Like, these are our people. You these are, these are our kind of people. Look, you can get your tattoo and see the opera house. You and can go to the chip shop. Like, exactly. The you opera house is right there. A little bit, little, hard little bit of grimy, a little bit of class. Yeah, I'd love know? to see Mitch in an opera house. <laughs> <laughs> I let's would talk- relish that. <laughs> let's let's could, talk a Mitch, little. Mitch, we could make this happen. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'll uh, join for that. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about Derek Gebhardt. Have we seen the best of Derek Gebhardt in a Ford Madison shirt? Similar situation. You know, I could say watching him, uh, 
watching him. He was the first player that I called when I took the job, um, apart from Aaron Malloy, but that's another story. But yeah. Derek. Uh, we understand. Derek, uh, <laughs> Derek it was a guy who straight away I was like, yep, like I want this guy. Uh, I watched him. I watched his videos from the previous year. Um, and I think, I think, again, with Derek, he had a few injuries early. I don't think he ever really got to his peak fitness. And I think for what we asked of him, we did ask a lot of him, the, the position that he played, we asked right. a lot of him. But he's another versatile guy. I think he's got, look, his, uh, there's so, some numbers that, that, that I really like that he had. Um, um, but yeah, like he's he, he's got he's got we haven't seen the best of him. Like I don't think last year you was see glimpses year. of it though. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think he was. Like ever you saw it like in northern yeah. like in the Colorado game where he was like the goalie score. He just diced like, the kid up just and take, finished it just bottom corner. Fucking taking bodies. He's you know? he's a good player. I think it's just for him. It's it's getting settled. It's it's you know I think look he's another guy who's a new parent. Uh, I think yeah. you know that's that certainly is is, is, is part of it and, and just just adapting to that. And, um, is that a tough so. gig? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Children no are tiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a guy who, from that, the way he took that pass at Fort Lauderdale. Oh, God. On the inside his of first his touch. foot in 2021. Yeah. yeah. And I remember watching that game and being like, what at Steve's house. the fuck just happened? Yeah, I, look, I looked at you and Steve and was like, did you see that shit? We're on, we're on Steve's porch and, and like we're, we're all looking at each other we're like, Steve immediately was like, "I've seen better." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd. I remember that th- that goal got posted to the MLS subreddit, which yeah. does not happen. No. And it got, I th- I think it, I think it got over a hundred upvotes. Like people were just like, "Jesus Christ, some guys doing this in the third division." Yeah. Like yeah. we don't see guys do this up here. It was, it was potentially the best first touch I've ever seen. Was that then, good? Then he goes back to his left foot and then curls it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And with his left shot foot on top of from it. the outside yeah. to the uh, to, you know to the far some, to the far post. I mean, that's he does in training. Sick. You know, some things he does in training. You're like, wow. And so I just think yeah. if we can if we can keep him healthy, get him as fit as he possibly can be, and then find and he's a good the right dude, spot dude. for him. Awesome guy. He's just a solid. Good dude. teammate. Yeah. Like so, we're we're happy to we're really pleased to have Derek back because yeah. I think he has another gear as well. So one of the questions I wanted to ask though. How hard is it? Because one of the challenges with you know with minor league sports is that the reality is is that your roster is going to turn over yep. pretty heavily every year, right? Whether you're playing baseball, minor league baseball, or soccer, or minor league you know you know basketball, whatever, or hockey, whatever it, whatever, whatever it is, your roster turns over pretty heavily every year because of guys go up or down right. or move right. on or whatever right. or you retire. How challenging is it? But at the same time, when you're doing what we're trying to do here at Ford Madison, which is create this community-based club with a you know a base and everything, how difficult is it to kind of find guys to create that base, yeah. you know, and really create that you know that that core? Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, it's a challenge. But but I also think like what you said. I look at the end of the day for us to become what we want to become as a football club and that's holistic that's that's in terms of product on the field in terms of sure. what we do in the community uh-huh. in terms uh-huh. of what we mean and what we give back to the fan base and, and hopefully hopefully we were able to do more of that i think it has to start for me um, of course i'm a soccer guy and i'm on the technical side but it has to start with 
on the field. It has to start with. Oh, absolutely. It, and then I think what we've done fantastically well as a club has created this brand and this identity and this community base that you mentioned. Yeah. And we have that already. That, that's there, you know. And I think what, and, what you're you know saying what I mean? is that it's been shown because, like, we've seen that even here with sports in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Because for years you had, and they just put them on, you had the Bucks who, or and the Brewers who have, who had tremendous, like, core support with their core fans right mm-hmm. and they had, but ultimately they weren't being successful and they didn't draw crowds and mm-hmm. didn't have that energy what changed is when they started to win and that's when they were able to take all of that stuff from the field and use that energy that had been there from like that core bit and it, it just grows and grows and grows like, yeah. but it starts with the, it starts with winning on the field yeah, we've got it we've got to it's got to become one it's got to become uh it's got to become this, this sort of uh, all-encompassing you know and that's the idea but for me like I, you guys know my main focus i spend night and day and, and my staff does we're going to do everything we can to get the results right because uh, yeah. you know it's, it's got to be that way that's just probably the guys that obsess over this stuff more than us <laughs> yeah probably yeah, but they're getting paid for it, so they should. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. We're just losers. <laughs> that that don't have anything Look, better to do. Hey, <laughs> someone's so. got to care about this shit outside of them. That's right. right? That's right. <coughs> um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> See, Andrew, you always, you always, you always ground me. Yeah, but uh, this is what makes it fun, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, this is this is the, the having people in the language. community that actually like. Yeah. No, that, like, yeah. I, I'm not going to talk about other clubs, but I can tell you for sure that all the players that we've signed so far this season from other clubs, one of the first two things that they say is, "Man, that that game day environment, huh?" And and it's that's down to you guys, and so it's the it's the biggest tool that we have. It's not we know, do what we can. Yeah, it's not the weather, it's not the turf, it's you know what I mean. We can go on and say all these things. But <laughs> Steve's like, the, no, we don't. It's, <laughs> the, like, it's definitely not the turf. Yeah. <laughs> But the, it's you guys, man. That's what that's what makes it tick. So, I mean, I, I just I think it's cool that you know I've said it a lot of times outside outside of this space, but the fact that like we have kids growing up in this town now, they go to London, to Stuttgart, to uh, Barcelona, to Madrid, or whatever it is, elsewhere in the world to see a club play. And they'll be like, oh, that's cool. That's how this works here. Like, they're growing up with this culture. Cole's art class. Which is brand new. That's cool, Grant. Um, some kids in, in his art class made a bunch of Ford Madison soccer-related uh, artwork. Yeah. But that's the cool thing, at least from my perspective, is that, like, I grew up playing here, but it was always treated as, like, a kid's game. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's shifting a lot, and I think uh, honestly, Madison's becoming more of a soccer town. It hasn't his- I think been historically. I think one of the things that we brought up with with Jim Laudner was was you know that there was always kind of like this soccer community that there's exists, a base, there's that, a base that, that existed here, and now with the club, because Mitch actually brought this up to us one time when we were talking to him. He said he's like one of the things he really enjoys and appreciates is that when things happen on the pitch that are important and that actually are worth cheering for he's noticing the crowd is actually picking up yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah. like the energy yeah. they know like this is important and yeah. this is big this is a knowledgeable crowd that's yeah, out there it's at, not at, the the boot it crowd exactly yeah. this isn't this is shoot it. yeah boot it <laughs> i mean i'll say that every once in a while like shoot it from 30 yards eat it yeah. why not i mean you 
you want to see guys taking chances, right? But I, I, I think that that's been the cool part of this for me is like it's it's why we can look around, wonder if if our our uh, obsession over this stuff, especially like I mean we we've talked about it before, Grant like. Bef- before this club came around, for me it was Arsenal. Uh, yep. We do this Fulham. Fulham. Like this yep. is our club now. This is our club now. What did I? I told I you. I still this. pay attention to the the Arsenal women's team just because we don't have a women's team yet. But like, I honestly, t- I couldn't tell you every name of every player on on the Arsenal first team. And I used to be able to. Uh, I, I better turn in my my fan card at this point. I talked. To, I've talked about this with you before, and I think with you is that. There were two teams that I want to win it all more than anything. The Bucks were one. They they got it done. For the rest of my life, no matter what happens, I saw the Bucks win a title. Yeah, that, that's good enough for me because yep. I never because it's the fucking Milwaukee Bucks won, won an NBA title is amazing to me, right? And, and so who was there? Yeah. I was there. You were there. I was there. I was there for game. I was there for game three. That was a good time. I was. I was there <laughs> for game six. It was amazing. I did not want to take the chance with and COVID. So, <laughs> um, the team I want now, like if Ford Madison wins, like they do it. You can die. I can die, I can die happy. You know. I get. I mean, this is this is like my my clubs have won. I have this peace now. You know. And but I think part of it is that it's because of how much that we've all been bleeding for this. And it's also, too, what I brought up numerous times, is the beauty part about this with lower-level division soccer is that you get to know the, the people involved really well. And that's part of the skin in the game, too. Yeah. Yep. Right? Coming full circle yep. to what we were talking 100%. about. Is that we have skin in the game, too, because we care about you guys. Like, we care about you guys. We want you guys to succeed because you're, you become our friends. I and mean, so that's one of those things, like, for us, the losses are that much that much bigger when people leave like when Noah left last year we were heartbroken last year yeah. when when Noah and Jiro left because but they had to leave and I mean they're friends of ours but they had to leave they had to move on they had to go to the next points of their career that's how we feel with Eric but it's like we almost kind of understand that now yeah so I mean I I think part of that's the natural natural progression of lower league sports in yeah, general right absolutely 100% your, your best players your best staff too which is what i was talking about move. With like you know that's the difficulty with like your 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 club cycling over so yeah. much every yeah. year well, it's part yeah. of it it's just it's part of the and, and part of it is something that you you want that continuity and, and you want to build but if hopefully it gets to a point where we're able to have some 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 success the continuity is then built into the club rather yeah. than Okay, we got to have player X, player Y, player Z, right. or, or oh no. Uh-huh. But it's uh-huh. like, no, like we have a mentality at the football club yep. that even if we turn over 60%, 70%, right. like the culture, the, the way that the, the, we approach it, the way that the fan base, ex- the expectation, yep. that, that's, what, that's what we want to get to. And, um, of course, like you want players and, 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 and people involved in the, in, on the technical side that, that have ambition because it keeps you hungry. It keeps you, you know, yeah. it, keeps you, it yeah. keeps you hungry. But yeah. this is just as good an environment as a lot of championship environments because I've been in Absolutely. that environment. So this is, a, this is a good place to be, and, and I think everyone knows it. And I think now it's just down to, down to us to, to doing Execute. our job. Get yeah, man, getting a job done. I mean, yeah. it's, it's With like what Brandon was saying with the high turnover, when you go into a new season after last season with another high turnover, 
do look at different ways for the buy-in, like because you've got to get the players to buy in right away, and that's something you're needing from yeah. the get-go. Yeah, great question. Did you learn anything from last year and kind of want to go into it a little bit differently this year? Yeah, or you kind of have to wait and see who you have, and then kind of build it around. Yeah, some of both. I mean, certainly lessons learned, 100%. You know, I was a first-year head coach, and I certainly didn't get it right every time. I think the the reason why we were kept is because our intention and and the way we – our process was heading in a good direction in terms of that. I can say that I believe in our staff. I believe in our process. Our process is very detailed. It's very time-intensive, work-intensive. Um, as a staff, I can say on the player side, I, I, I think the biggest thing that, that I would take away is, is, is the recruitment. The recruitment side of it is, is such an important piece and um, making it, not making it my own, but making it ours, making it yep. something that my staff and I are going to get behind every single player because you know, these are our guys now. Every single one. And that's not 30%, 70%. That's every single player that's going to be with us this season. I've signed off on. My staff has signed off on because I don't make uh, uh, dictatorial, uh, you know, decisions like that. You know what I mean? We work together. Um, And so that's been the biggest thing. I think from from a cultural standpoint, you know, it's just about, it's about getting the guys in in a good, in a good headspace. Um, and, and continuing to keep that vibe results results at our level and any level but results is so important man and so when things aren't going your way and maybe there's some some things going on behind the scenes give or take um that can that can affect the day-to-day and what we want to continue to create and i thought we did a pretty good job of it um, um for the most part but what we've got to continue to do is have that healthy that healthy environment where the guys come in every day and they're excited to be there. They're excited to be at work, you know what I mean? And so that's a big takeaway. You know, there was times last year when some of that's results, but, but um, yeah, we want, we want it to be, that, I mean, big takeaways there, recruiting, getting the culture right, get, making it in, in, a, in a place where people are excited to come into work every day, um, and we're, we're taking steps to, to address some of and those it, things. It, sound, it kind of sounds like you want to set up, like, you want to establish the forward Madison way. I mean, that's like, like you want to you want to establish like that's part of it, right? But like, I think what he's saying is that these guys got to know that he wants them there. Yeah, right. That's a big deal. Like yeah. for anybody working anywhere, right? If you're if you know your boss is like, like we want, but could, I I could give a shit if you were here. Like, well, I, but, and 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 I understand that, but what I'm saying too is that it's like we want you here, yes. but. There's a high standard that we're that we have here, and that that yeah, like, you know, and there's expectations and that, that come with this, and we and we're offering these to you because we believe you can achieve it. Right. Yeah. And 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 to, to be clear, I did. It's not that I had any issues with any of our players last year, but but for me to to say to 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 put everything who, about who I am into this, I've got to have twenty players. Yep. Not. Seven, not fourteen. I've got to have they twenty players they that know that, that yeah. they're that, I, that they're my guys. You yeah. know what I mean? And yep. so, like that's just it's that confidence piece, right? Man, it's so important because at the end of the day, because I can say, oh, you know, I'm going to help you, or I can kind of display or get, you know, kind of treat guys the right way, which I feel like we did. Um, um, you know, treat people with respect, the way I'd like to be treated, uh, have conversations. Right. Um, we can do all that stuff, but. At the end of the day, like it's got to be, 
it, it, it's got to be like something more than that. It's got to, it can't just be like, okay, I'm, you know, it's got to be dual. It's got to yeah. be like, we're in it together. Like, it, because if it's just me shouting instructions or like I was saying, points on a PowerPoint, it's, it's, it's just words, man. That's, that, that's inert. You know, we got to have a, the feeling has to be there. It's got to be, it's got to be sort of that, that all encompassing feeling. So hopefully we're, hopefully we're getting closer to that. Yeah. How, how are you doing? By the way, I mean, yeah, I, we can like, we can have a be a little more lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. Well, so okay, so I I've heard you live over in sort of the Willie Jenny yeah. Jenny Street area. Yeah. Um, I lived on Jenny Street for three years after I uh, moved out of my parents' house. I it's love that, that neighborhood. It's a great area. Um, so. How are things with with with? I your just partner? love seeing Mitch reach for the popcorn. Yeah. It's so hilarious. Mitch, you could just take that whole thing of popcorn and yeah. just have it. How how are no. things? How are things with? Your <laughs> oh, I need to stop. <laughs> Take it away. I'm yeah. already eating an entire basket over here. <laughs> I, I, I know, Mitch. You're, I mean, geez, you're really packing on the pounds over here, Mitch. I mean, geez. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I have a few of mine. He's in a he's in a bulking phase. Look at yeah. To, to be on. to be fair, and I did tweet this out on on Monday, um, Sunday and month like like start of Sunday into like mid monday i had eaten one meal in like 40 hours it so, sounded like you were going through some shit though man yeah yeah you were, you were going through some stuff yeah yeah you okay that's what it is yeah all right you know we love you right yeah right. it's nothing it's nothing to talk about on uh, public work right. stuff well, well if you want it's not work work is okay. actually going great but, so if, that's but great. if you want to talk to us sometime you always can absolutely yeah. Yeah. i know that my man so what well, enjoy the popcorn if i can ask what's the heaviest you've ever been 140 pounds that is no joke. I, I better start eating popcorn, man. We don't want you to get it. Uh, I think I was that probably like seventh grade. <laughs> so I was I was at junior year of high school. Junior yeah, like year of high school. I think like seventh grade, I was 140 pounds. I, I mean, but I, you and I'm not a big guy. Like I'm, I'm 180 pounds now. But I, I have a high metabolism. Yeah. So yeah. do I, man. Like mine's crazy, but still also, not like yours. I'm also, good. it's not about weight, right? Like. Guys, guys that are on the low end of the weight spectrum can have just as much body dysmorphia as guys on the uh-huh. higher end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, and something like my my mom would always like uh, growing up. My nickname was Skinny Gonzalez. Like Skinny Gonzalez. Skinny Gonzalez. Like that's that's me. That's I've always been skinny. I've always been told. I've always been told you need to put on some weight. I can't. I honestly can't. Yeah. My freshman year of college, my freshman year of college, they always say you get the, the freshman 15 or whatever it is. I had the freshman negative five. Yeah. <laughs> I lost weight, too. Like, that Like that was one of those things, too. I mean, same, I wasn't that's trying to. Eau Claire had that giant ass hill. And you got to work out going on that. So that yeah. caused me to lose weight. <laughs> so. Fucking A. <sighs> you know? We are near off the rails. Let's reel it back. <laughs> <laughs> so. Life in Madison. <laughs> yeah. Matt, in case you didn't know, like this is this isn't this is not a family friendly, you know, <laughs> yeah. broadcast. I mean, it's family friendly. Everybody's got a weird uncle. <laughs> <laughs> we're not yeah. okay, so we're going into that then. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Everybody. Not my thing. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but how are Artie how Lang? Was it Artie Lang? Yeah. That played the drunk. No, no, it was Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Oh my God. That's talking about drunk uncle? Yeah, best oh, drunk yeah. uncle ever. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to reel it back in. I got to send it to you. But anyways, reel back in. We were asking, specifically, how are things going at home? How are things going with your partner, with Sarah? Do you have any pets at this point? 
Yeah, man. Uh, so we love Madison. We live over on Jennifer. Uh, really nice. Really liked it. Um, 12, I think we're twelve hundred block. We're, we're, pre- pre- we're preparing. Uh, we're preparing. Uh, That's my old hood. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's you don't give away where he lives. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Now, if they do poorly, someone's gonna go egg his house <laughs> or his hey, neighbor's house. Connor gave out his phone, home phone number. That's uh, Connor. Yeah, that, 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 he's willingly doing that. So he's done that every year for four years. So look. Sure. <laughs> People aren't going to Matt Glazer's house to get looks. They're going to his Instagram account, okay? <laughs> we'll keep it that way. <laughs> that's, that's why I do not give your address. It's actually really me. I'm just telling everyone it's not. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, no I don't great. Instagram. What are you talking about, kid? Burner account. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. you, you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. It's awesome, man. We have two cats. We, uh, what do we do? We honestly. What are your cats' summer, names? Pierre and Oliver. Oh, oh, those are good cats names. Yeah. Both so French names. Cats, I yeah. bet you they, they sound like they're assholes, though. Yeah, the big one is he's, he's mean. Uh, Pierre, he's, he's a big, big... <laughs> Pierre would be an yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, he's a little... He's got that... Yeah, he sounds like his name. What cat isn't like an asshole, though? That's yeah. honestly... Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, you're not going to... This will not come as a surprise, but Cole's cats. You've met, like, Cole, yeah. my friend... Yeah. My friend Cole is the art teacher at school. Uh-huh. He is probably one of the kindest souls you will ever encounter in your life. And he's got, he and his wife have two cats that are just like, that like you walk in the house and they're just like, can I get on your lap? <laughs> they're, like the, yeah. like, they're like the coolest cats ever. Like, Yeah, so. No, we love our bitch. cats, man. We love them. Cats are great. Yeah. Uh, low maintenance, pretty, pretty, pretty easy. And then, yeah, man, just honestly getting out, we were out on the lakes quite a bit. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, doing a bit you of. You guys ride bikes or run? We or do, anything? we do some biking, we do some hiking, we do some. Uh, we did. We got it. We have like one of those inflatable kayaks, so we take that oh, out those on, are nice. on the nice. lake. Yeah. On the, uh, we have whatever one. that little waterway is called there on uh, by Mickey's. Um, the Yara. Uh, oh, the Yara. Yeah, right there. Right over there. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. No, it's been great. And Any good uh, restaurants or pubs or bars that you're? I mean, my uh, I would say the one that I frequent the most is the Weary Traveler because mm. it's close by. Yep. Um, and no dangerous. Have you had the bad breath burger there? I have, really good. What'd you yeah, think? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah, like yeah, the goulash. Yeah, some goulash. goulash is yeah. amazing there. Grant, I have stories <laughs> of, the, of that place. I can. So do I. I don't eat. Meat. I dated one of the bartenders there. I don't eat meat anymore, <laughs> but I cannot eat the carne asada. Like even if I switch back to meat, can't. There's reasons why. Yeah. It has m- mostly to do with lots of lots of drinking and being single, a young single man, and yeah. It, let's just say it doesn't taste good the second time. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Good enough for me, my man. Yeah, so. yeah. But the Tom Ka tofu. Yeah, it's good stuff. Amazing. They have great stuff. Uh, I. It's a good place. Ve- I have good very place. very fond memories of lots of nights over at that spot uh, and brunches at Mickey's Tavern. Have you, are you a sandwich guy? I like sandwiches. Have you gone to Almond Terry? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. You What's it called? Almond Terry. It's on Breeley. Almentari. Almentari. It's, it's so right good. next to Burrito Drive. Okay. If you haven't gone to Burrito yeah, Drive. Yeah, I know where that is. Okay. I know Burrito so Drive. So it's right next to Burrito Drive. Okay. You should check that You gotta out. go. Right. So the people that own my friend Bonnie, who I used to bartend with at the Brass Ring, she and her friend Daniel opened up Pig in a Fur Coat. Okay. And so it is Daniel, who is the chef for Pig in a Fur Coat, he opened up the sandwich place. Okay. But no, so no. 
This is yeah. like a yeah, James, Dan, yeah, James Dan, Beard yeah, winning. He's amazing, chef. Daniel Bonanno. He's amazing. He's a great. He's a great dude. Yeah. Dude. Like that's. He's an amazing awesome. dude too. But he's got a sandwich shop. Yeah, he's got a sandwich place. Check it out. Alimentari. Yeah, Alimentari. Yeah, it's a. If, it's like high end sandwiches, but it's like it's legit. Like Danny, he won a James Beard award. Like I think he won one. If not, he was he, did. he yeah. was a nom- nominated for yeah, it. He won it when he was with um, Picking a Fur Coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, great spot there. Uh, Thanks, man. One of my other favorite spots. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, and I have an affinity for is Baraka. Oh, the the yes. previous. Uh, uh, what what's the name of that? Spot? Bob's uh, Jamaican. Yeah, but like no, no, what was it called? Um, Jolly Bob's. Jolly, Jolly Bob's. Bob's. Jolly yeah, Bob's. Jamaica was on Willie Street, but that closed down. Yeah, but that was it used to be Jolly, Jolly Bob's. Ah. Is where Baraka is now. Yeah, oh, correct. correct. And they correct. used to have Jamaican food, so like basically the menu at David's out on Monona Drive, but on Willie Street. Okay. Now it's Ethiopian food. So they've got like the injera. And, so like, I think I've seen that place. What's it called again? Baraka. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been in yet. It's you guys like Mediterranean food? Yeah, we like all types. Been to Bonzo? No. Gotta go to Bonzo. Yeah. What's it called? Shook. Yeah. Has great Bonzo food. and Shook. So Shook. two places over the same place. Shook and Bonzo. Bonzo is over. In the kind north of, side. Kind of on uh, right off of Sherman. Okay. And so. But Shook is their other place, and that's just down the street. We got like a whole uh, list. We got to post. Yeah, we got we'll to send, send it over to you. We'll over to you guys. It's starting to sound like one of those lists of uh, of clubs from one of those uh, um, SNL uh, weekend <laughs> update with Stefan. Sort They've of got thing. everything. <laughs> Yeah. New York's hottest we'll club like, is sh- be like Sandler and uh, and Chris Farley reading Zagat's Guide. Yeah, right. you know, it's like, yeah. Give me cancer now, guys. Doesn't that sound special? Well, let's say if you want Mediterranean, <laughs> okay, that was something. If you want Mediterranean food, uh, Petra Food that, and that's Bakery. Laugh. That's the old this. Nile. I do. Oh yeah. That was so yeah. Nile got bought out, and now yeah. it's Petra. It's good. S- still pretty good. It's still good. good. Anyway, it's still good. we're spoiled in this town for our restaurants. We get a lot of food. A lot of great food. Oh, no, it's been a, a good uh, time. It's untapped for me so far. I'm sad to say. So we got to get out more. So, out uh, more. do you guys like sushi? I like sushi. Yes. The Takara spot. I, I think we, we may have Is that the one? The conveyor belt. Or is that the one? We have to set up a sushi date. So Takara in Middleton is the only original Takara that's still open. Okay. Because Emma went to a sushi spot where they had sushi on a conveyor belt. Apparently. Oh no, that's no, that's like the sushi boat spot. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. She told me this. I was like, why didn't you take me? Because this sounds good. <laughs> sounds amazing. Um, we talked last December, Matt, uh, about you were looking forward to outdoor activities in and around Madison. You've been able to, We talked about that a little bit with your inflatable kayak. Have you been out hiking? Like, have you explored the state parks at all? Like, it's been mostly soccer all the time. We went up to uh, a couple. We've been on a few trips. So we went up to a place over by the Dells. What's the lake? Is it Devil's, Devil's Lake? Lake. Lake. Devil's we Lake. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good hike. Did a little kayak, a little hike over there. Um, and then we went up to, I think the coolest trip that we've been on was that we went up to... Um, up by Door County? The, the Door County trip. Yeah. yeah, we went up to like Sturgeon uh, Bay up there. Our, our guy, Keith, Keith like, was telling us about yeah, that. Yeah, went up there. Yeah, yeah, we went up there for like a weekend, and that it's was really nice, day. man. Yeah, it's really nice. Day. Right, right at the end of the summer, and weather was nice. And went to a, with the German, uh, the German beer beer place there. Uh, what's it called? I can't remember the name of it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> well, outdoor beer place. Um, we did like one of those sunset cruises on the. Do you, on yeah. the do you have so a favorite, cool. like favorite German beer? 
Um, like if you're going to like a German beer place. I like like a Polliner, like you know, yeah. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah, you know? cool. Like a lager. Yeah. Just a good lager. Yeah. yeah. So, Grant. Yes, sir. We talked about pets. <laughs> you you mentioned the crow story. You mentioned to me the other day. Because, yeah. hang on a second. We got on this topic because we were like, did you ever know a person growing up that had a bird as a pet? But not just like a bird as a pet, but one that would like sit on their shoulder or like a raptor style bird, like fly to them. And of course out I of did. nowhere. <laughs> and and of, of course you did. And of course I did. And it was your f- uncle. My uncle. Yeah. So okay. So I had to call my mom because like Mordecai. So like, yeah. I remember the story, and so <laughs> I, I I told Andrew I'm like my mom has a picture of this somewhere too, and so when my this was before I was born, but I remember the story from the family. So this is my Lebanese side of the family, mm-hmm. and my mom's brother Rick. He was probably I don't know twenty twenty one, and like was home for something and had found like there was something they had heard something on the garage and so he climbs up on the garage and he finds this baby crow that has been abandoned up on the roof and he's like this crow doesn't look very good you know i think you know he's not going to make it and so he brought it down brings it down and he's like what do we do my mom is home from college at the time they're like well you know we gotta get it some food we gotta get some shelter get some warmth and so he took care of this baby crow and essentially nursed it back to health and, and then got it to the point to where they would go out and find where he'd go find worms and give him worms whatever. the thing grew to be like a full-size bird and he would like walk out of the house like, and go crow! and go crow and like the thing would float wherever he was <laughs> Would come down and land on his shoulder. So it was a total like Royal Tenenbaums Mordecai moment. Total Mordecai situation where he would come down and land, and he did that for probably two, three years. My mom, my mom has a picture of it somewhere. She's looking for it right now. When I when she sends it to me, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Because it's like it's a picture in the newspaper of my uncle like this. Track one of those down for myself and have him attack uh, (laughs) Kaziah Sterling on a breakaway. (laughs) (laughs) Get his ass. (laughs) Crow. Crow. <laughs> so I guess that's the question is So that's that's the, that's the crow story with my uncle. That seems yeah. on, that seems on the Minneapolis. And so and so crow stayed with my uncle for I think it was like 3 or 4 years and then like eventually like flew away one day and then just never came back. But that's how love treats you. Got to right? let it fly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Set it free. You know, hey, freeze a bird. Just right? like that quote from the other guys. Yeah. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's a crow. Free as a bird. <laughs> the question. Yeah. 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 The, quest- our, the question. Our lovely waiter here at the at, at the, uh, the Midtown Pub, Tim, is that he, he's he's giving us the thumbs up with that quote. Yeah. <laughs> what the question is, following this very real, true, not at all fake in any way story. I feel like you can't make up that kind of story. I can't make up no. that story. You, you no, can't, I can't lie make about that. No. There's, there's too many details with that. I still need to see this photo. Oh, you're going to see it. All right, good. Yeah. Uh, what is the best ever slash possible animal companion or pet, real or theoretical? Tiger. And why does having a cool bird on your shoulder basically make you cool immediately? So that's a two-part question. So who's the guy in G.I. Joe? 
Was it shipwreck? Shipwreck. We had yeah. the parrot. That's how we got in the story. Yes. Was shipwreck. We were talking about <laughs> your talking about favorite. Shipwreck. We were talking about our favorite GI Joe characters. Did you have one? <laughs> no, man, I, I, <laughs> You're too young. I wasn't GI Joe. No, it wasn't no. me. No. Did you have a favorite GI Joe character? So, Flint was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Who was yours? Uh, Roadblock? No. No, mine was shipwreck. It was shipwreck. Yeah. yeah. It was shipwreck. He's wearing the uniform, but he's also super fun because his he, bird can talk. Dude, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. No, he's not. Who's the good dude in the Hawaiian shirt? I don't uh, know, but that's not a shirt. Dragon Shipwreck's Ball. like a Navy guy. That's no, that's Master Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi. I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Is he thinking of Dragon Ball instead of... Anyway, back... We don't need to talk about G.I. Joe characters. Let's talk about what's the best possible companion animal. Didn't He-Man have a lion? Yeah, he did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's, awesome. That's I would say... No, it was a tiger. It was a tiger. What about you, Kyle? Giovanni had Persian, which was basically just a giant cat in Pokemon. And that was just an... That was just a Pokemon that... It didn't do yes, anything. Even in the young generation, because I don't I don't know any of these cartoons. Okay, so Giovanni had a Team Rocket in Pokemon. Come oh, on. Last, yeah. Last he had a... A Persian, which is the final evolved form of Meowth. And Persian is just basically like a leopard or tiger or whatever, just following him around. And it never did anything, but it was always intimidating. Yeah. 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 So that would be, for me, it would be like, you just got to have a big cat. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Anything? I don't understand. You have have Classic. Steve has Ludwig at home, like a. He's got like a huge ass dog at home. Like I mean, a ninety pound yeah, pitbull at home. Yeah. He's just a like, ninety pound that, pitbull. That's, that's what it. I got. Like I, that's it. I'm walking like a panther with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, I was same boat as Kyle. I was thinking about a Pokemon. Um, I don't know exactly what. Maybe like a Score Bunny or something. That's one of the new ones, I think. But oh, yeah. it was like a. It's like a one of the starters, and it was like for the. Uh, um, the generation that was like based on England, and so they made a starting. Such they made a, a starting. <laughs> I didn't even play it. I didn't even play it. But they made a. They made a Pokemon that's like it was a fire type bunny that uh, was like designed like a soccer player. Yeah. So maybe something like that, or Squirtle. Squirtle's always a good. What about you, Coach? Matt, Matt's rubbing his chin right now, you like, know, I was like thinking, a soccer player. Well, I was thinking, like, a, <laughs> I used to really love the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark oh, with yeah. uh, Harrison Ford and the, the, the monkey, so you know? Yeah, the, but then the one. monkey, you know, ate the bad dates, and the guy's like, bad dates. <laughs> but the, uh, but the, it was cool, that, like, for the time when he was, like, kind of on his side, but then he was, like, a Nazi. So, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. There were some yeah. positives, but then there was a little yeah. negative. <laughs> Well, the, not, the the monkey at least ate the bad dates. Yeah. That's a good companion. Instead of you eating the yeah. bad dates, yeah, it's your monkey. Having, yeah. Can I get another monkey? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't make a monkey my canary in the coal mine, but, you know, that's just me. But oh. then again, this guy was a Nazi, so, like, what are you great. What are you picking? Because I'm going with He-Man and his tiger. That's what I'm going with. You that's know pretty, what? That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm still somewhat enamored by the kid from Free Willy. Uh, the guy had a, I was thinking about that. The guy had an orca yeah, for a friend. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How cool is that? Deadly predator that didn't want to kill him, just said, but just right. Like I'm not going near the water. He just does jumps over you. Yeah. And then what happens? That's too and large. Then, and then a Michael Jackson song starts playing. Yes. <laughs> Steve. Jeez. I didn't. I didn't. 
criticize your lack of answer, oh, did I? <laughs> I mean, I definitely understand the, if I wanted an animal by my side in case I get into a fight, having an orca is probably top three. Yeah. Snoopy was always entertaining from the old. Oh, yeah. Snoopy would be a good Because he's just cool as entertaining, fuck, right? Right. Yeah, cool. He's just cool as fuck, you know? Shenanigans. Yeah. It's like, Snoopy, what do I want to do today? I want to hang out. Garfield is always a strong one I want to hang out by the, but lay on the doghouse. Sounds great. Garfield. Gar- I'd be broke That's by Zach's. feeding him, but... Yeah. That'd be Zach. I hope your lasagna budget is is just exponentially high. <laughs> I, I, so, would I'm Hobbs count? No. <laughs> What's up? Would Hobbs count? Yeah. It's an imaginary cat, but still very real to me. It counts. I mean, I mean Hobbs, like from Calvin and Hobbs. Calvin Hobbs, yeah. yeah that'd be pretty awesome. Had Hobbs around. I want Hobbs. Okay. That's my answer. That, we'll just awesome, put it right? this way, Grant. Your uncle probably had the coolest, like, animal Crow was companion awesome. for any of us. I gotta get that picture. Mom's looking for it. She's like, yeah. she, Mom specifically called me. This is why I love my mom so much. I love her. She called me on Sunday. She's like, Hey, I just wanted to give you a call and let you know that. I don't know where the picture is, but I'm going to look this week. <laughs> That's all you can do. You just and like, I'm like, Ma, it's not that important. She's like, no. She's like, who's it for? I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it on the podcast on Tuesday. She's like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to look for it, and I'm going to send it to you. She's like, I might just send it to you in the mail. And I'm like, I love you, Ma. You're the best. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So we've got two questions left. Right, and it. we're going to need to power through them. One is specifically for Matt. What is the best and the worst places to go on away games. <laughs> you don't have to say why. I don't want to get you in trouble. In the worst. But I feel like depending on what the but worst But if you want to say why, we're absolutely clear. welcome to it. Uh, well, straight away, I'll tell you Central Valley uh, is the worst just because of the travel. The travel yeah. to get Fresno there. is not great. Yeah. yeah Fresno is not a great Fresno area. No, Kristen's gonna love uh, Madison. <laughs> like a lot, because Fresno is not great. Yeah, I like uh, the just the travel, man. The travel is not yeah. not great, and and uh, it's usually like a 12, 14 it's hour a flight. Of yeah, usually stuff. before the day before the game. So that's always a tough one. Um, best place? Hmm. I liked. I mean, obviously, North Carolina FC's field is incredible. Like, yeah. it's an incredible field. They like, it's, the courage uh, too. it's yeah. like a world class. That's where they played surface. the NCAA final last night, yeah. which was great, yeah, by the penalty way. Penalty kick. Yeah, did you yeah, watch that one? So I just saw the, saw the highlight. Great. I missed uh, it. It was great. Uh, but yeah, I would say Syracuse. probably those two. Yeah. Nice. All right, we're going to do a round robin for this last question because we are closing up in the end of the calendar year. It is the 13th of December today. If I'm, you don't have your top I'm uh, doing whatever, I'm albums, doing my, movies, whatever. I'm doing my 20 for 22. I know you are, but let's give the people a taste. All right, cool. Uh, what are your top three albums that came out, or releases, music releases? They could be singles, they could be EPs. EPs, they could be whatever. Full length. Right, right, right. What are your top three releases great in question. 2022? Want to go first? No. <laughs> I don't, because I'm still thinking. I have two. I don't know what my third is. I'll go, I, I'll go first. I'll tell you what. I think I know first. mine, so you can go. I'll go second. You go first. Yeah. So this is my number one. Okay. Like, re, with, without you know, having any yeah, consternation, yeah. Yeah. Cure the Jones by Mom's Gun. Yeah. Number one for yep. this year. Yep. Number two, Piece of Me by Lady Ray. Amazing. Uh, 
third place is somewhat of a tie because I listened to these records so much when I was out in uh, in Ferryville on the Mississippi River earlier this year. In the winter, I listened to these records driving in the Driftless. I listened to these in the hot tub out there on the Mississippi River while the Mississippi was frozen over. Super cool. Uh, Delvin Lamar, Oregon Trio, Cold as Weiss. So good. Uh, so and, good. And that... If I had to pick one between these two, it would be that one. But the very, very close second is Once Twice Melody by Beach House, which is a 2LP. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, heavy on the soul yep. for this year, but that's just kind of 2022 in general. Okay. So I'll go. Uh, my number three is a soul album. I actually brought it up. Uh, on Super Soul Sunday this Sunday. Um, I'm going to take the Monophonics album, Sage Motel. Sage Motel. Sage so Motel. Good. Um, it's an amazing soul album. It's, like I said, I think the sticker from Coal Mine says it's psychedelic pillow uh, soul music. Yeah, and, and, and Matt, Matt, Matt's like furiously looking for these records on his Spotify right <laughs> that's now. Great. We'll that's send, great. We'll put out these lists afterwards. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you all these lists. So that's my number, that's my number three. My number two is Mama's Gun, yeah. um, Cure the Jones, and just an amazing album. One of those albums where I think the first time that we were listening to it was coming back from the Marquette, uh, friendly. the Marquette Friendly. Andrew put it on. We were driving back, and I'm listening to it, and, I'm, and he's like, "What do you think of this?" And I'm like, dude, "Sounds like Marvin." Gaye. I go, "Dude, who is this? This sounds like Marvin Gaye." Who is it? And th- their name is Mama's Gun. And so, and they're from named after Erica Badu album, correct? Which is another amazing album. Yeah. And so, it went from there in that we went and actually saw Mama's Gun down in Chicago. We went to saw the fire, and then we went and met our friend Jake and our friend um, uh, Eugene. Eugene, yeah, Eugene, Gino. And so, we went to this place in Chicago with like Sleeping Village, Sleeping just a Village, max three hundred capacity, three hundred capacity. Venue. And they put on a show that was just unreal to the point where our friend Jake was like, that's one of the top three shows I've ever seen. I mean, just so Mama's Gun. Mama's Gun. So that's my number two. My number one, you already know what it is. Yeah. It's FKJ's Vincent. Yeah. Um, FKJ is just, he's a, he's amazing. I think French Kiwi Juice. Yep. French Kiwi Juice. He is a multi-instrumentalist. Everything you hear on his album, he does. So every instrument, every lyric, every note, every sound, it's all him. And he is, uh, he's, a, he's a wizard um, when it comes. I saw him live here in Madison a couple weeks ago. He played three songs that he literally just made up on the fly. Had never played before. Just like started going and was just like, we're just going to just do this and just see what happens. And I think it'll be beautiful. And it was. Um, he's amazing. So, FKG's Vincent's my number one. All right. I finally figured it out. All right, so I'm going to do an honorable mention just because it's a late edition, but Lil Sims' new album is really good. It's really, really good. No thank you. Fantastic album. Just came out, what, Monday? Yep. So, I I put an honorable mention just because I haven't listened to it as much as the other three. Do you have an honorable mention? It's another Salt record. Yeah. I have an honorable mention too, and that's I, that, I and, that, and that's fourth, one, the one twice melody, the Beach House record. Yeah, mine is the um, Black Thought 
um, Danger Mouse album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was so much good music out this Amazing. year. Amazing. It's yeah. so good. But my top three, uh, for third, I'm going to go Gifted by Coffee. Yep. Um, fantastic album, fantastic EP for her f- debut, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It got me through the spring. That was a, one of the best reggae albums this year, along with Protégé's Third Time to Charm. Two, More Love, Less Ego with Wizkid. Yep. I didn't think we he was c- going to be able to top ca- Made in Lagos. We called that. It was... Between it was like those three, like I said, did we, call, did, made we call, a did we call your top album? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the top one is not a debate, but no, I, Jake and I were talking about. We didn't think he was going to be able to top Made in Lagos, like that's because so good, that's though. just such that's so a good. great album, yeah. and he that's did. So it it is his best album. There yeah. is no skips. Yep. Every yeah. week there's a new song that becomes my favorite. So no, no I'm excited to see him in Chicago in March. So that'll be good. And you then top, with Jake. Yep. Nice. And then the top one. Love Damini, Burna Boy, easily. That was probably anyone that saw my Spotify rap knew that Burna Boy was my top artist. Yeah. And the amount of times I listened to that album start to it's just a very complete album where it kind of has like an A side, which is more his solo hits like Last Last and Kilometer, and then he has like a B side almost where it's like more the featured artist. So he has Khalid, he has Ed Sheeran, he right. has exactly. J Balvin. And that, it, it was a very fun, it's just a fun album just because it right. was able to bring all the aspects of what made African Giant so good and took some of the positives from Twice as Tall, his last album that came out in 2020. So, not a surprise that that's my number one. I, yeah, I, and to see that in concert as well was pretty freaking fantastic. All right, Steve. All right. Uh,. I think I've already mentioned a lot of these. I'm going to bet they're metal albums. They are all metal. <laughs> um, so, Alta, Alta has never been true. Great uh, breakdowns, black metal. Yeah. Uh, Falls of Raros, key to Vanish Future. Very atmospheric at times, very, like, very slow build, but the, the grind parts are great. Just crushers. Just crushers. Nice. Secret Caterpillar, Mystic Sisters is... Slow builds, very slow builds, long 10 minute songs that don't get heavy for eight minutes, but those two minutes, those two minutes are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a quick one because I'm so excited about this album. This band called Zulu out of Los Angeles. Um, they just came out with a single called Fake in the Punk. You get did just the most brutal power violence that I've heard in a long time and it's just great. I'm so excited for that. Sounds like good locker room stuff. Yeah. We need to to mix it up in there. Yeah, I fucking love that, like, we all have such (laughs) wide diverse tastes in music. Steve and I were actually talking about like we should host a music show called The Odd Couple where it's just me talking about my favorite soul records and him talking about his favorite metal records and us playing them and being like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> he likes soul music and I like metal music. Yeah. And so, Great. Yeah. Hi, Mitch. Uh, I do have an, honor- an honorable mention as well. Um, an album that I ordered two years ago on Wax uh, came in in November, two years and a day after I had ordered it, um, and it's an o- honorable mention because it's been around for a while, but the Gravity Falls soundtrack. Oh, so good. <laughs> yes. I fucking love that show. I love that show. That was one of the Incredible shows that, show. like, when Sophie was a kid that she would watch, 
I would always sit down and watch Dude, with her. I have a, God, I love I have a godson who calls me Grunkle Standrew. <laughs> so, what? I want to stop you for a second, Mitch. Um, Mitch, are you a vinyl collector as well? Uh, I wouldn't call myself a collector, but, you but have, that one I saw and I was like, I need that. You need that on vinyl. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I need, I need to get that. I'm going to need a link. Okay. I, do I don't know vinyl if they shopping for Christmas. I so. think I want the I want the hat that, I, he, that Dipper wore. I'd, oh li- yeah. I'd like a, I'd like you that. can get those. Yeah, you can get those. But the vinyl, I think that may have been pre-order only, and I legitimately pre-ordered that over two years ago. Don't break my so, heart, Mitch. Come on. I can I can look for you. Right. Maybe it can be you. like your Xbox or your uh, PS5, where you ordered it like three years ago and it just showed up at your door like. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we just charged your checking account eight hundred dollars. Cool. <laughs> cool. Thanks. But yeah, that's my honorable mention because that was actually like seven to nine years ago that that show ran. Yeah, I love that show. Um, I love that show too. Top three in no particular order. Um, I am gonna throw a single out there. Um, it's "You I Like" by Joey Dosick. Uh, just released last week. Uh, fantastic. Like, I mean, I'm. Agreed. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for piano. Anything with p- lo- that's like piano m- majority piano. Yeah. Oh yes, that's that's me. And that that song in particular is just that's like good stuff, Mitch. That's good stuff. That that song in particular, like I was like listening to it on the car on the way over here, and I'm just like, man, like it's like this like crooner sort of like piano, and then it kind of turns into almost like a like he he like spins it into almost like ah, oh, it sounds like it's almost from a musical, yeah. and then. And then it like kind of switches again. And it's like, man, there's a lot to this song, even though there's not, there there's not a lot to the song. Right. But it's the way that it's performed. So you else. you bring up something that I love is I love it when like musical artists like take something very simple and make it seem complex. Yeah. Tom Mish is really good at and that. The Beatles did that for for decades. Yeah, and Tom like Tom Mish is yeah. really good at it, yeah. where he takes something simple and turns it into something that's yep. really, really complex. All right, yeah. Mitch, what are your top three? So that's that's yeah, one of that's them. One of them. That's one. Uh, what's other two, what's two? Uh, Corey Wong, Power Station. Anything nice. by Corey Wong, I will eat up immediately. Um, I'm a, I got a VIP ticket for his concert at the nice. Sylvie in March. Um, I have, it'll be my fourth Corey Wong concert. <laughs> I love Corey Wong. Um, number one album of the year, Lewis Cole, uh, quality over opinion. So good, dude. It's so good. He released a new, this morning, this morning he released a music video for, uh, Park Your Car on My Face. And I got, Love I, the title. I, I, I got, uh, I, I woke up, I got to my computer. Tell me I, you're a blues I, man without being a blues man. I opened <laughs> up, I opened up YouTube and I'm, and I see... Oh, he's got a premiere for my favorite song on the album? That's great. That's awesome. So, yeah. No, that, that album slaps. So, right, highly Coach. recommend. What you got? Okay. The Black Keys had a new album this year, which, See, is, which is actually really good. It's so funny because, so the caveat I was telling Andrew earlier, the caveat for me is I really, truly, and honestly haven't really listened to any new music. So, we had a tough season, right? When musically, I'm going back to like comfort, right? So right. like when I'm like for me, I have some your vinyls. Com- your comfort jams. Man, I got my Pixies vinyl. I got yes. my I got my you know like I like uh, Doolittle. Li- yeah. Yeah. Doolittle. Yeah. Yeah. Surfer Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, if you had a genre of music that you would say is like 
Like for me, soul music is my comfort yeah. genre. What yeah. is what is your comfort genre? Yeah, probably like in that realm of like soul, R and B, hip, old school hip hop, yeah. uh, indie rock, like, like a little Andrew bit of alt like, rock. Yeah, like Marvin Gaye for me is like. Yeah. Anytime I'm like, man, I really, really yeah. like Marvin Gaye will always oh, just yeah. be there. It's easy, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, like Leon, I like Leon Bridges. Oh, I like, oh, uh, so good. So good. you know, anything that these he guys put out. He had a big year this year. Yeah. He had a big year. I mean, because he put out his own, he put out a new album. Yeah. Which was really good. See, I need to listen to it. How sad is that? Um, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, but then he's he, catching up, man. The but guy's but then busy. he also did uh, Texas Moon. Yeah, with Krangman. With Krangman, mm. which mm. is amazing as well. And so, and then that I think. That was the best show that I've been to this year. The Krangman year. Oh, the Krangman show. At Absolutely. the Sylvie? Yeah. Yeah. That's my number two. Hands down. Number one was FKJ. Oh, Mama's Gun was pretty great. Number one was FKJ. Number two was Mama's Gun. Krangman was up there. And number three was. Well, anyway. 2A was we've, Krangman. We've interrupted, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. No, no. It's good. It's good. Like uh, yeah, Junior Kimbrough. I love yeah. I love that stuff. Um, Band of Horses put an album out. I like them since they're South Carolina guys. I like them. Uh, uh, Dreamville, J Cole. I like J Cole. You know stuff from J Cole. I've always been a fan. He's You're from, from South Carolina. I'm from Virginia, um, but you know lived in Georgia, Florida. So spent this is this is for Chris Here. Fox because so he's a Fredericks Fredericksburg guy. Yeah, okay, I'm from. so I'm a big J Cole guy. Yeah. So this is for Chris Fox, because he and I laugh about this on our chat together about his yeah. new album. Chris, it's a classic. <laughs> he doesn't like Chris doesn't like it. It's a classic. Yeah. No, no, he loves it and uh, I love it. Uh, and like we have a, like this, like there's a there's a guy who does these. Like his most recent album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's a classic. Like it's good. No, well, the joke is that there. Have you have you seen like the? Uh, there's a guy that does these videos where he's like, Cole. Jermaine. Oh yeah, <laughs> RDC. Yeah, it's a classic. You know? Yeah, so, classic. Yeah, it's classic. So, uh, I really liked his the off season. I, yeah. Not as much as I, I mean. What's your favorite J Cole album? What's the one called from like? Actually, you know what? I like the one from like I don't know the name of it. It's from twenty. Is it from twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? Just describe the cover. Forest Drive. No, that was, uh, that was no, that was the one before. Is it yeah. is it KOD? Is it KOD? Or is it uh? It's on it's on the album. KOD, the, the one where it's the one yeah. kids on drugs. The one where it's like it's it's like the the art with like him wearing like the crown with like nineteen eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's KOD. That's a great. I was album. thinking for your eyes. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, sure K- that was yeah KOD is a, that's a good one. See, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. I think my favorite is for your um for your eyes only. That yeah, was when he. That, that's when yeah, he started really song. bringing a lot yeah. of the jazz. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. 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 For whom the bell tolls. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. That's yeah. J Cole's. He's. I think J Cole's the best in the game. That's just me. But well, second. We'll have to ask Matt again after the end of the off season when he's had more chance to listen to more new music. Because so the guy's had his head in the books, nose to the grindstone for the last what, thirteen months. Yeah. Yeah. Do, before we let you get out of here, what are you doing for Christmas? Going home. Yeah, going back. Going to go see mom and dad. Uh, yeah, going to go back for, for a week and, and see mom and dad. Cool. What, what is Fredericksburg like? I, you it's know, a I small was, town. I was reading up on it. It's a big sort of Civil War history hotbed. Yeah, yeah. There's um, that. It's a little college town, basically. 30,000 people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. 
about 50 miles is south of D.C. Is that where Virginia DC, Tech is? Something like that? No, that's Blacksburg. Blacksburg. We're, we're more like, so we're an hour south of D.C., an hour north of Richmond. Okay. So we're right there, kind of central tidewater. Between like, Richmond and yeah, D.C. Yeah. What's, the, what's yeah. the major university uh, it's it's a small college. It's called the University of Mary Washington. It's like yeah. a D3 school. It's where my, my dad worked there, you know, for, was, a, was a coach and a professor there for a long time. And my mom was an elementary school teacher in one of the counties. So, yeah, just normal, normal kind of kind of kind of lifestyle. And, and um, yeah, cool little town, like, honestly, like one of those kind of small cities where you're going to get to know people. And, yeah, yeah. it's good. So, I, grew up, I grew up in one of those places. Yeah. Yep, you did. I did. Well... Thank you to everybody who's listened this long. This is another long episode. Uh, Thank you, Matt, Matt, for hanging in with us. I feel like I only come for the long episodes. Maybe it's me. I'm the problem. Appreciate it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying saying you're the problem? (laughs) I just said every time I'm here, it's a long episode. They're all long. They are are all long. long. They are all long, but you know what? We're a long form sort of. It's an audio situation, yeah. Like, look. It's an experience. You've probably heard more from Matt tonight than you've heard on on uh, any other medium, Um, and we appreciate that. Um, We'd like to to have you back anytime. Yeah, look, I'm happy to come back. It's awesome, man. It's awesome talking to you guys. I love doing it. Like, this stuff is great. Man, I remember when I was a player, we used to do this in Fort Lauderdale. With the, we had a group of guys, uh, we'd come and do this as players and with, with, the, with some fans. Man, that's great. I, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah, the strikers. Yeah. I think. I think we might move, should, we should move this downtown. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll move this to a live setting in front of like the at the, at the forward club. Man, we could do it wherever yeah, you guys want. I like it. I see your guys' is a watering hole here, though. I like it. It's a nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice yeah. little spot. We've got, we've got, yeah. It's got some options. Yeah. I think it's nice that, you know, we, we are out somewhere in the community that's yeah. not, like, in a club setting. Yeah. That part is, that piece is, is nice. But I definitely think that we can end up at the Forward Club for some live recordings at some point. Um, Let us know what you think. Yeah, to be determined. Let us know. Uh, to everybody who's here tonight, Matt, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll see y'all next time. Uh, and as Grant always says, be easy. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 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 What about Brazil? What about those <laughs>